This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 50 Radio Network. Bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Hoping to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at and illusion is usually king. Streaming live on iHeartRadio and available as a podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. And you can follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes or you can shoot me an email. The address is RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com or call the vent line and get something off your chest at 772-245-0750. That number for the vent line is 772-245-0750. The Democrats have found their new Michael Avenatti, their savior that's going to deliver them from the clutches of the the evil Donald Trump. And this guy is... uh, <laughs> he is a real character. He is uh, in the Michael Cohen mode. He's uh, Lev Parnas, of course. And Rachel Maddow had him on her show this last week, right as the Democrats were doing their March of the Seven Dwarfs, delivering their impeachment articles to the U.S. Senate. And now Lev Parnas is going to be the one that salvages their bogus, evidence free. Uh, crime-free allegations of impeachment against the president. And what you need to know about this is this is not a sudden development. This is part of a coordinated scheme of the Democrats to bring Lev Parnas forward after the Democrats have introduced their articles of impeachment to try to put pressure on the senators, the Republican senators, to allow new witnesses So they didn't expose Lev Parnas to cross-examination during the House's impeachment testimony, neither at the star chamber that Adam Schiff was operating down in the basement, nor in uh, in the public hearings conducted at the Intelligence or Judiciary Committees. And Lev Parnas is is another um, Michael Cohen model, where the Southern District of New York, a hotbed of Clinton loyalists, reach out and um, indict someone and then put the screws to them to get them to say bad things about Donald Trump. And it appears uh, for all the world, like Lev Parnas was in fact coordinating with uh, Rachel Maddow and MSNBC in order to drop these bombshells exactly at the same time that these articles of impeachment are communicated to the Senate. So, uh, of course, Rachel Maddow has him on. He's under 
a lot of pressure from the Southern District of New York, who had no jurisdiction to indict him to begin with. None of the crimes that he is alleged to have committed took place in the Southern District of New York. They reached out uh, and and grabbed him. They've done it before uh, with other members uh, of the um, Trump administration and associates of Donald Trump. They uh, they indicted uh, Paul Manafort. Paul Manafort, none of the crimes that he is alleged to have committed took place in the Southern District of New York. They uh, But they indicted him on violations of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, all of which would have taken place down in Washington, D.C., in suburban uh, Washington, D.C., in, in the Virginia District. But Lev Parnas goes on with Rachel Maddow, and uh, he gives the democrats exactly what they want in in uh, his desperate effort to wiggle off the hook in the southern district of new york and he claims what do you think is the main inaccuracy or the main lie that's being told that you feel like you can correct that the president didn't know what was going on uh president trump knew exactly what was going on uh he was aware of all of my movements uh he i wouldn't do anything without the consent of rudy giuliani or the president i have no intent i have no reason to speak to any of these officials i mean they have no reason to speak to me why would president Zelensky's inner circle or the minister of akov or all these people or president poroshenko meet with me who am i they were told to meet with me and uh, that's the secret that they're trying to keep i was on the ground doing their work so he claims that donald trump knew everything about what he was doing when in fact uh he has never spoken with donald trump he took a picture uh with donald trump during one of these um uh, rope lines donald trump has taken pictures with literally tens of thousands of people but lev parnas uh claims on on msnbc that uh, donald trump was aware of all of his actions over the ukraine and Rachel Maddow doesn't bother following up on the question at all. Uh, what evidence do you have that Donald Trump knew? Now, the the maddening part of all of this is that even if Donald Trump did know what Lev Parnas was up to, what uh, what Rudy Giuliani and Lev Parnas acting as Rudy Giuliani's interpreter, by the way, Lev Parnas wasn't an independent operator. He was... He's a Ukrainian-American who speaks Ukrainian, and he was acting as uh, Giuliani's interpreter. But what they were up to over there was defending Donald Trump. This effort started uh, way back in 2016 and 2017 when Rudy Giuliani was uh, digging into what exactly happened in the Ukraine with regard to the Steele dossier. Much of the Steele dossier was sourced out of Ukraine when the Democrat National Committee and the Hillary Clinton campaign were coordinating with the Ukraine to manufacture misinformation against uh, Donald Trump. But uh, they've got Lev Parnas now because he uh, made contributions to Donald Trump's inauguration uh, committee that uh, were improperly sourced. So they've got something that they can throw him in jail with. He doesn't want to end up like Michael Cohen. And so much like Michael Cohen did to get his reduced sentence, he's saying anything and everything that the Democrats, led by the uh, Southern District of New York Clinton loyalists, want to hear. 
and Rachel Maddow got to, went on to get the Parnas to make this statement. Uh, but our relationship started uh, getting basically where it expanded was uh, when uh, I was introduced uh, to his uh, uh, aide, Derek Harvey. Mm-hmm. And- He's talking about Devin Nunes. This is um, Devin Nunes was uh, the head of the House Intelligence Committee back in 2016 and 2017. And Nunes was uh, trying to get to uh, the bottom of a lot of this information. All of this is how you frame it. If you frame Donald Trump's attempts to defend himself from these smears that were going on with the Steele dossier and and the investigation of the uh, Mueller special counsel, if you frame those as somehow illegitimate and interfering in our elections, then you can you can cast all of this as somehow sinister and illegitimate. And here is Parnas smearing Devin Nunes, acting as if, as in his position as uh, chairman of the Intelligence Committee and then as ranking member of the Intelligence Committee, that he's not allowed to uh, take an interest in the origins of the Steele dossier or any defense uh, of the Republican president, then you can say things like this. And uh, the reason why Derek Harvey was more of the I understood, I was told at that time, is because Devin Nunez just had an ethics, something to do with the next ethics committee, and he couldn't be in the spotlight. He was kind of shunned a little bit. And that they was looking into this Ukraine stuff also and wanted to help out. And Devin Nunez, uh, they gave me Derek Harvey to deal with. You told Mr. Harvey what you and Mr. Giuliani were working on in Ukraine, trying to get Ukraine to announce these investigations. He was aware of that already. He knew everything. He already knew that by the time he talk to you now watch parnas is trying to uh, concoct a story to feed into rachel maddow's narrative he had a lot of information already do you believe he'd gotten that information from mr giuliani no i yeah. think i think uh that they that uh, certain that, like i said uh, was, uh, there was other people doing uh, uh like this op ops research or whatever however oh, i don't know research? i don't know what you call it but uh, there was a, it was coming from different uh sides yeah so you would think that maybe then there would be a follow-up by rachel maddow who, who are these other Sources. What other sides are you talking about? But no, she pursues her smear of Devin Nunes. Given that interaction that you just described with Congressman Nunes and his aide, Mr. Harvey, does it strike you as unusual or inappropriate that Devin Nunes would be one of the lead investigators into this scandal on the House Intelligence Committee? He's obviously the top Republican on that committee. I was in shock when I was watching the hearings and when I saw Devin Nunes sitting up there and then they, there was... A- oh, absolutely. What, what business is it of Devin Nunes, the chair and then the ranking member of the House Intelligence Committee, to get to the bottom of the uh the ukrainian efforts in 2016 to smear the trump campaign and feed into the steel dossier oh that's entirely illegitimate rance Priebus uh, went on fox news and sort of described exactly what is going on here you, you hit on something if you watch the rachel maddow interview last night when she finished her show and then lawrence o'donnell took over he was congratulating her about the interview and he said you must have been working on this for a long time and she said i've been working on this interview for months 
If you go back, that's what she said. So in other words, Schiff knew, Pelosi knew, slow walking the articles of impeachment. They all knew. They're all in on it. And so my point has been, as you and I have been talking a lot lately, is to stop treating this as if this is a real trial and not a political operation. This is a new political weapon. In my- it's a new political weapon. It's the organized resistance. It's all the levers of power that the Democrats have seized in uh, in the uh, House now. After 2018, uh, they took the majority in their longtime resistance in the media, in all of these think tanks and uh, lawfare firms in Washington, D.C., to do anything and everything that they can do to stop this Trump presidency that is so overturned their way of doing business in Washington where everybody gets rich, including Democrats and Republicans. They get rich. Their families get rich. Everybody's on the gravy train. And we can't have Donald Trump coming into the Ukraine exposing Joe Biden, making his his, uh, cocaine-addicted son rich, or Devin Nunes, a protege of John Kerry, and there's no telling how many, how many of these Washington politicians had their their snouts in the trough over there in the Ukraine, as the United States was shoveling billions in tax American taxpayer dollars over there after John Kerry's uh, State Department engineered a coup that overturned a duly elected president of the Ukraine. Here's a clip that I'm not sure why Rachel Maddow allowed it to air, but it really gets to the bottom of exactly why De- uh, Lev Parnas has allowed himself uh, to be used as part of the Democrats' uh, resistance effort. I never thought I did any, was doing anything wrong. I'm still, you know, I, I, feel, I regret certain things that I... You weren't doing anything wrong. You were simply pushing back on the Democrats' efforts to smear Donald Trump. But but now he uh, he, he says at the time, I, I didn't think I was doing anything wrong. You weren't doing anything wrong. The only reason it's being portrayed as you were doing something wrong is because the Democrats have been allowed to frame this narrative that any questions about Joe Biden's obvious and prima facie on the face of it corruption in the ukraine is somehow interfering in elections i'm going to play this clip from the top i never thought i did any was doing anything wrong i'm still you know i i feel i regret certain things that i did because like you know hurting the ambassador and you know because that was not something but it was part of it's like when you're in a war you think like casualties and stuff like that it's 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 bad to say but it was what it was and i keep saying it was like you know being in, in a cult I mean, and, and tr- when they say organized crime, I don't think Trump is like organized. I think he's like a cult leader. Mm-hmm. And right now, the scary part, and that's what I keep mentioning and people don't understand, is there's a lot of Republicans that would go against him. The only reason, that, uh, if you take a look, and you know very well because you've been following, the difference between why Trump is so powerful now, and he wasn't as powerful in 16 and 17. Mm-hmm. He became that powerful when he got William Barr. Yeah. People are scared. Am I scared? Yes. Because I'm, I'm, I think I'm more scared of our own Justice Department than of these criminals. Yeah, he's scared. He's scared of the Southern District of New York. And, and Bill Barr needs to go into the Southern District of New York and clean out 
that that uh, nest of resistance lawfare prosecutors that are uh, perverting engaging in prosecutorial misconduct on behalf of this resistance effort but absolutely Lev Parnas is scared he doesn't want to go to jail he's trying to figure out what the Democrats want to hear and tell it to them they know he knows that uh, Bill Barr is investigating this so he has to while he's on TV with Rachel Maddow smear Bill Barr but he's scared yeah He's scared of the Southern District of New York. What do you want to hear? I'll be glad to say it. I'll be glad to testify. All of this was perfectly available to the House of Representatives when they were concocting their impeachment effort. They could have brought him forward as a witness. They dared not because they knew that they didn't want to subject him to cross-examination. And he's talking about Marie Yovanovitch. He's sorry that, uh, you know, they they uh, dug up dirt on Marie Yovanovitch. Marie Yovanovitch was part of the prior administration, Obama, and she was uh, knee-deep in the corruption over there. She, in fact, according to testimony from the Ukrainian prosecutor, not the one that Joe Biden had fired, but the one that, um, that came in after the one that Joe Biden got fired and and told him of certain people that he was not allowed to go after or, or he would suffer the same fate as the previous prosecutor, Shokin. And in fact, that's exactly what happened. So Marie Yovanovitch was definitely a obstacle to getting to the bottom of what happened in the Ukraine. And her firing was perfectly justified. Here is a uh, a clip of Steve Bannon on, um, I think he's on with Maria Bartiromo, um, describing what exactly is going on here. I think, first off, Rachel Maddow should be a witness of fact now, right? She should be brought in. We ought to have all the emails and all the text messages between Schiff, between Nancy Pelosi, Phil Griffin at MSNBC News. We ought to bring the whole thing out. How did this get dropped? What have they been working on for so long, right? And and, and how did this just come about the last second? She admitted she'd been working on this for months, and the House just got this. The, the, the Republicans didn't even see this, you know, when the vote went down. This is now a complete farce. You bring a grifter in that's under that? indictment mm-hmm. in, in, in what now this happened? is just coordination total coordination co- kind of i think th- i think there was collusion i think there was collusion between msnbc rachel maddow uh lev parnas his attorneys in in the entire process and i think this ought to come up and it ought to be fully investigated they want an investigation we ought to start with investigating so why did this, this not come forward earlier i'm going to go back to senator Collins. you know why question. because they wanted a, they want to drop the quote unquote their big reveal this would be such a big bombshell this is all total hearsay from a guy that's trying to talk his way into a lesser sentence because he's already indicted Mm-hmm. Right. It's so obvious what he's trying to do. And that's why I think this ought to be investigated. This is why Nancy Pelosi waited. Uh, there's no doubt. She slow walked this process for two reasons. Number one, to Bigfoot, the president's State of the Union address. But also they, di- they didn't have anything. So what they wanted to do was get two things. I think the GAO, GAO report mm-hmm. and also to get this, you know, quote unquote, this would be real evidence they had. And well, I the think GAO this just, report, the GAO report coming out today, too. That's their other thing. That's that the other thing. To. That's what they slow walked. That's why Nancy. It's now obvious why Nancy.
Nancy Pelosi slow walk this, to get the Parnas stuff through the Southern District and get it dumped by the attorney, and also to get the GA report. Because remember, they don't have a crime, and they don't have any evidence. <laughs> so they've got to manufacture something. And this is now, to me, an embarrassment to the country. We can't go down. I mean, now we're the Democrats are forcing it not into a constitutional crisis, but to look like a banana republic. And I think the American people ought to stand up and say, hey, we've had enough of this. Let's bring this thing to an end, and let's get on with the business of the nation. You know what we're looking like? We're looking like Ukraine. The exact same corruption that the Democrats were knee-deep in over in the Ukraine, getting into this uh, this culture over there where everything is uh, pay- bought and paid for, is exactly what we're, we're getting into here thanks to the Democrats in the United States. It's not a banana republic. It's an Eastern European Balkan corruption. They've imported the same uh, graft and corruption that was taking place over there in the Ukraine, they, they've weaponized that model now right here in the United States. And Lev Parnas uh, touched on that during his interview of uh, exactly what goes on over there in the Ukraine. Listen, it's, it's a different environment over there. And uh, it's unless you live it, unless you do business there, unless you under, uh, visit there and understand it, uh, bribery and it's just a way of life. I mean, regular people at the store do it. They'll bribe the butcher to get a better meat, piece of meat. And it's normal, you know, or get better seats at a concert. Or, so it's like a way of life over there. So the way the structure is set up, and that's why everybody's hoping that Zelensky changes it, but I don't know how much he could change with one. So it's like this already embedded this was uh where where once you become in america it's like you become a politician to serve your country not to make money because (laughs) oh my god in america you become a politician to serve your country not to make money what a joke nancy pelosi uh has been in the house of representatives for uh over uh, 25 years uh, probably closer to 30 years she came in she was worth about 1.5 billion or million dollars 1.5 million dollars now she's worth hundreds of millions of dollars and the same can be said of chuck schumer and and all of these uh these democrats that have been allowed to well not just democrats republicans too have been allowed to use their official position, their authority on these committees that have business that affects different industries to get insider information, to trade on it, to send their, uh, their family members over to take advantage of their influence. Joe Biden is exhibit a, he is the poster child for the, uh, uh the crony enrichment that has taken place in Washington, D.C. Not only was Hunter Biden uh, paid millions of dollars by Ukrainian interests and and Chinese interests while Joe Biden was in charge of policy in the Ukraine and China, but his brother was allowed to get a $1.5 billion contract to build housing in Iraq. He had absolutely no experience or qualifications to build housing he was not a developer he was simply uh there taking advantage of his last name an interesting uh little thing that took place uh you know msnbc employs john brennan 
former CIA director gives him a platform to go on and attack the president night after night and use his insider information to pursue this resistance agenda. Well, he, uh, he went on right after Lev Parnas and claimed that Lev Parnas had produced a note written by Donald Trump saying that uh, they had to get Lev, that they had to get um, the new president Zelensky of Ukraine to uh, investigate Biden. Now, this is the former director of the Central Intelligence Agency that couldn't keep it straight that that note was, in fact, written by Lev, Les Parnas, Lev Parnas. And this is a man that was head of our Central Intelligence Agency that has so little deductive reasoning or awareness of what's actually going on that he went on TV and claimed that this note was written by Donald Trump. Hell, anybody that's uh, been casually watching what's been going on knows that this note, which we don't know is authentic or not, it's not dated, it hasn't been subjected to any forensic examination. John Brennan doesn't have walking around sense, but he's going to tell us what's, uh, what's going on in the Ukraine. we got to run out to a break. We're going to have uh, two commercial messages, and then we'll be right back to look at the Bernie bro that's threatening to burn cities. He's got the burn. He's feeling the burn. Stick with us right here on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. If you have thyroid eye disease and itchy eyes have you itching for a fight, it might be time to discover another treatment option. To learn more, visit TreatMyTed.com. That's TreatMyTed.com. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. So what, we're in uh, day, day four? Day four of the revelations of Project Veritas exposing this Bernie Sanders campaign organizer, a paid staffer on the ground in Iowa who was caught on undercover video threatening violence, threatening to murder people who oppose Bernie Sanders' revolution to burn American cities. And still, we have had no interest in this story at all from the, the, um, the media, including very little from Fox News. I think there was one segment on it on Tucker Carlson's show. Other than that, I have seen nothing uh, from their news division showing any interest in this at all we had a uh, a debate after the project veritas video 
uh, dropped. None of the CNN moderators asked Bernie Sanders whether or not he had fired this uh, this staffer and whether or not this sentiment that he was expressing was widespread in his campaign. This guy is a uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, oh, Juris Kyle Juris said that. Uh, you know, the, uh, many of the campaign workers for Bernie Sanders shared these sentiments. And this is going on in the backdrop where you got to keep in mind, it was not so long ago that another Bernie bro named James T. Hodgkinson showed up at that, uh, that Republican baseball practice and attempted to assassinate over a dozen GOP senators. Uh, nearly killed Steve Scalise. Um, he he was he almost died. Shot five people. And uh, at the time, Bernie Bernie Sanders took to the well of the House to uh, to declare that he bore no responsibility for his former campaign worker. Madam President, I have just been informed that the alleged shooter at the Republican baseball practice this morning is someone who apparently volunteered on my presidential campaign. I am sickened by this despicable act, and let me be as clear as I can be. Violence of any kind is unacceptable in our society. And I condemn this action in the strongest possible terms. Well, now he's got an opportunity to be proactive and and um, disavow the use of violence that's being advocated by a current campaign worker after a former campaign worker, in fact, carried out on his violent ideologies. Bernie Sanders has had nothing to say. They they haven't even announced whether or not they're firing this this uh, communist right out of central casting, Kyle Juris. All of the campaign staff over there in in Iowa have frozen their social media accounts so that uh, people can't address the campaign directly on this topic, and it just blows your mind that they had a, a Democrat debate in the aftermath of this. And and the topic was whether or not Bernie told uh, Elizabeth Warren that a woman couldn't be elected president. Nothing about burning cities or uh, murdering people who oppose your Marxist revolution. Here is, here's just a clip just to remind you of, uh, of what Juris was saying on those undercover Project Veritas videos. Guys like that. What are we going to do with them? Gulag. <laughs> Liberals get to fucking wall first. What are we going to do with those people that resist the change? Because that's a big deal. Well, I'll tell you what. In Cuba, what do they do to reactionaries? They shot them on the beach. Nodding his head up and down. Do you want to fight against the revolution? You're going to die for it, <laughs> motherfucker. That's unbelievable. 
uh, I'll say it again. I've said it on all week. Do you imagine if they had caught a, uh, a Republican, any Republican, but especially a campaign worker for Donald Trump trafficking this kind of ideology? Not only would Donald Trump be called on to disavow it, it would be uh, front page headlines on the New York Times and Washington Post and on all the evening newscasts on the network. But they would go dig up every Republican in Congress and ask them to condemn it and disavow this uh, this lunatic. Owen Scheuer over there at InfoWars uh, caught up with Wolf Blitzer after he moderated the Democrat debate this week and asked him, what's, what's up with not asking uh, Bernie Sanders about his campaign worker? Hey, Wolf, did CNN tell you not to bring up Kyle Durant? Mr. Blitzer, just a real quick question. Did the network tell you not to bring up the Project Veritas tape? It's a simple yes or no, sir. Did you see the Project Veritas tape? Do you know about Kyle Durick, sir? Do you, do you disavow Democrat terrorism, Wolf? As a mainstream media member, will you disavow Kyle Durick? So Wolf uh, refuses to respond, claims that he uh, is totally unaware of what what Scheuer is talking about. And again, I got I got to say, there has been no statement from the Bernie Sanders campaign that they had fired this guy. Ordinarily, he'd be gone, and they would have to have a news conference to disavow. And Sanders is out there promoting a Marxist ideology that has, has in history, from Stalin to Mao to Pol Pot to the Sandinistas down in, in Venezuela right now, has resulted in exactly the kind of violence that this guy is advocating. What has Sanders' response been? Nothing. No, no announcing of a firing, no denunciation of Kyle Jurek. <laughs> it is astonishing the the Sanders campaign has tried to uh, characterize this as gossip so now all the staffers on the campaign have locked their Twitter accounts and all of these uh, these Marxist followers of uh, Bernie Sanders are, lock, are marching in lockstep Violence has been part of this Sanders campaign for years. They've got their Antifa enforcers out there in the streets beating anybody who who uh, dares to utter a, uh, a a contrary opinion. And the media is perfectly complicit in all of this, letting them get away with it. Rand Paul was one of those GOP congressman that was at this baseball game when James T. Hodgkinson attacked. And here's what he had to say about it at the time. 
At the ball field when Stephen Scalise almost died uh, from a very, very angry, violent man who was incited really by rhetoric on the left. And this hasn't been reported enough. When he came onto the field with a semi-automatic weapon, firing probably close to 200 shots at us, shooting five people and almost killing Steve Scalise, he was yelling, this is for health care. He also had a list of conservative legislators, Republicans in his pocket that he was willing to kill. So what happens when, when Democrats say get up in their face, they need to realize that there are a lot of unstable people out there. There are people with anger issues. There are people that are prone to violence. They might even live next door to you. You don't know where these people are. But what we shouldn't do is incite people to violence. And so, of course, when he he was talking about they might even live next door to you, um, Rand Paul's neighbor attacked him while he was out in the yard doing yard work, uh, broke several ribs, collapsed a lung. Yeah, there's violence. There are uh, fascists, and they're all on the left and, uh, and part of the Democrat Party. And now it appears no longer they even have to apologize for it. You know, this whole impeachment charade is really wearing people down. And one of the interesting things about it is people have tuned out uh, the the ratings in network TV are dropping through the roof. My, my ratings on this show have gone down because people are so sick of being drugged through one BS hoax after the next by these Democrats. First, it was Russiagate and Stormy and uh, climate change. And then this, this uh, coordinated hoax that they perpetrated against Brett Kavanaugh claiming that this uh, this Catholic schoolboy was a ran a gang rape um, gang when he was in high school and the Democrats and the their media mouthpieces uh, campaign against the Cuff- Covington Catholic schoolboys people are people are exhausted by it but we will press forward because we have to bring you the news behind the news. And uh, they, in fact, have their articles of impeachment that they're presenting in the House. It's a thin, thin case. And that's why they're, you know, trying to get additional witnesses that weren't subjected to cross-examination in the House. And Senator James Langford of Oklahoma pointed out the difference or the contrast between what happened happened during the Clinton impeachment and what's happening now? Uh, there doesn't appear to be much evidence to support the articles. The uh, the House sent over basically a notebook of the uh, different uh, depositions and things that they had taken and notes that they had. If you compare that to the Clinton investigation, they actually sent over 18 boxes of information in 1999. This time it's a very thin notebook. Uh, so as we go through the process, we'll go, get a chance to be able to hear their side of the argument. And for the first time, the president and his team will be able to make their side of the argument as well. So the, the Democrats have curated uh, their impeachment jihad in the house to actually contain their best evidence and all of it anything that goes directly however weakly to their case can all be put in a small three binder notebook you know we had uh, we had all of this testimony from uh diplomats in the ukraine poor uh, Yanukovych was fired. None of that is, is relevant. Doesn't 
doesn't go to any of this. And uh, and the Democrats are trying to put their best face on it and, and claiming, well, we need more evidence. We need, we need new testimony. Here is um, Chuck Schumer laying out his articles of impeachment. A is a momentous, historic, solemn day in the history of the United States Senate and in the history of our republic. The House of Representatives will send articles of impeachment against President Trump to the Senate. And the Speaker will appoint the House managers of the impeachment case. Two articles will be delivered. The first charges the President with the abuse of power, coercing a foreign leader into interfering in our elections. Now, let's be clear. There has been absolutely no testimony given that, in fact, Donald Trump was uh, engaged in a effort to uh, to, uh, to interfere in elections what he was doing which is a perfectly legitimate exercise was trying to get to the prior administration's corruption in the ukraine and he he stumbled upon that corruption when he was trying to defend himself from the attacks by robert Mueller. and that corruption is massive hunter biden got over three million dollars from burisma that was under investigation, never showed up for the job. He attended two seminars, but he never even went to the Ukraine. He doesn't speak Ukrainian, uh, no no uh, experience in energy. He was simply on the payroll. And then he flies over to China with old Joe Biden, a 20-hour flight, and gets a $1.5 billion investment in his startup uh, hedge fund a startup hedge fund the Chinese bank controlled by the communist government in Beijing gives Joe Biden's son one and a half billion dollars to manage now, hell yeah it needs to be investigated it's perfectly legitimate the president is the head of the executive branch responsible for law enforcement that should be the the first issue is to reframe this whole impeachment hoax. How is uncovering Joe Biden's corruption interfering in elections? It's not interfering in elections. It's giving American people information that they should have before they judge Joe Biden as a possible presidential candidate. <laughs> it's and they, they're sending Adam Schiff bug-eyed pencil neck Adam Schiff over there to lead their impeachment effort he looks like um, he looks like somebody that farted in the elevator addressing the senators they're looking at him like he's some sort of space alien and Matt Getz um said it very clearly that Adam Schiff shouldn't be a manager in this. He is, in fact, a fact witness that they they need to uh, to question. 
As this moves to the Senate and we look at witnesses, Sean, one witness I still want to see is Adam Schiff. Even before the motion to dismiss, there should be a motion to disqualify Schiff as an impeachment manager because he is a fact witness to the setup. I don't think the senators, Republicans have the stomach for it. They don't have the stomach for it and they're not going to do it, but there's absolutely no way. Hell, Adam Schiff should not be allowed to be chairman of the Intelligence Committee. He shouldn't be allowed to sit on the Intelligence Committee. He's been lying in the public about information that supposedly the rest of us can't see and leaking uh, selected snippets from the Intelligence Committee for going on three years now. But he's chairman of the Intelligence Committee, and he's somehow been tapped to lead this impeachment effort. Oh, yeah, he should be a witness, along with his staffers that coordinated this uh this latest effort with eric chiramella the the uh so-called whistleblower other members of the this witness list for trump should be hunter and joe biden along with devin archer and chris hines the prosecutor that uh, joe biden got fired needs to testify mark zaid the uh, the lawfare attorney for the whistleblower, he should testify. There was a, a clip making the rounds on social media yesterday uh, uh, of Jeopardy. Alex Trebek, uh, one of the clues that they gave out uh, was, well, I'll just let you listen to it yourself. Uh, U.S. representatives for 12. One-fifty-third of California's House delegation is this Intelligence Committee chairman. His name is Adam Schiff. Back to you, Veronica. (laughs) None of the Jeopardy contestants presented with the picture of Adam Schiff knew who the hell he was. And I think it was kind of an unfair clue. The answer shouldn't have been, uh, uh, you know, who is the member of the house delegation from California. It should have been who is the, the biggest leaker and liar in Washington, DC. Maybe the contestants would have gotten the answer then. Hey, we got to run out to a break. We'll be right back after this message. If you have thyroid eye disease, and the bags under your eyes are looking more like purses. It might be time to discover another treatment option. To learn more, visit TreatMyTed.com. That's TreatMyTed.com. Kevin McCarthy is absolutely right. Devin Nunes needs to be disqualified as a house manager. He is, a, in fact, a fact witness. And he should not be able to hide behind the fact that he is a, the house manager and avoid these questions. This guy coordinated with the, the so-called whistleblower. He lied on national TV about that coordination. He hired all of the whistleblower's former co-workers over in the Obama National Security Council to coordinate. He recited this fake recitation of Donald Trump's phone calls with the Ukrainian president at the intel committee hearing he has repeatedly lied and leaked classified information for going on four years now about this russiagate hoax 
You shouldn't be allowed to sit on the Intelligence Committee, much less chair the Intelligence Committee or run this impeachment sham. He, he ought to be expelled from the House of Representatives, and he ought to be prosecuted for leaking classified information. So, is there any good news we can talk about? Oh, yes, there is. Uh, a uh, An appeals court appeal, um, reviewing one of these Obama-appointed lawfare judges has overturned the freezing of this $3.6 billion to build a border wall. And so the president is, is being allowed to access that $3.6 billion. And it sets a precedent because Donald Trump is going to transfer $7.2 billion out of this uh, current appropriations to uh, to build the border wall. So that's almost $10 billion that's going to uh, to go to continue work on this wall. And Mark Morgan, um, the head, the new head of the Homeland, um, is he head of Homeland Security? No, he's head of uh, the Border Patrol. Talked about what exactly is going on. There, uh, the left is trying to say, well, this is not new border wall. He's just replacing old border wall. Yeah, take a look at some of that old border wall that uh, he's replacing. You know, not high enough to keep anybody out in, in, in large sections. It's just um, barriers for vehicles that can be easily moved. Here's what Mark Morgan, head of the CBP, had to say. First of all, it's absolutely a false narrative. Every single mile, it's not just a wall. Brian, you and I have talked. It's a wall system. It's got integrated technology, lighting, access roads. You know, if you go out and you buy a new car to replace one that, that you've had for 25 years, and people ask you what you've done, you tell them you bought a brand new car. And that's exactly what we have, over 100 miles. And, Brian, look, we had a lot of naysayers for, for many months saying we were never going to achieve this first milestone by January of this year of 100 miles, and we've done just that. And look, I'd be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to the Army Corps of Engineers who have been absolute great partners in this. And I have no doubt that even with the, the lower court judicial activism and the obstacles by Congress, by the end of 2020, we're still going to have 450 miles of wall complete right. or well under construction. So the wall I'm seeing right now in Yuma, that's all new? Absolutely. Okay. I, again, Brian, Brian my, my position is, as the commissioner of CBP, is every single mile of the wall system that's being built, it is a brand new mile of wall being built. Gotcha. Uh, Ann Coulter tweeted out, a race along the new border wall, the Trump uh, border wall. is. I don't want to hear from Ann Coulter on this. You know, at some point, you have to be part of the solution and not part of the problem. And Ann Coulter has sort of an ad- adopted the the narrative of the Democrats, that Donald Trump is failing in building this wall. Well, he's had to overcome a lot of obstacles, steadfast and implacable resistance in uh, among the Democrats in Congress and in these, these uh, resistance judges. But he's moving the ball forward. And if your team is trying to score a touchdown, you don't sit there and boo them. Almost $10 billion to build a lot of border wall. So Elizabeth Warren, uh, in her desperate effort to fight, uh, you know, to take back um, Marxist voters from Bernie Sanders, has vowed to cancel 
student loan debt through executive action on her very first day in office. And this is her her um, effort to try to win the votes of young people that normally don't vote and turn them out with the promise of the student loan forgiveness. This is the very definition of what they like to call moral hazard. And you can't imagine the the kind of damage that's being done by this. Imagine that you were a student out there uh, making your student loan payments. And you have Elizabeth Warren try it out and say, well, on my very first day in office, we're going to forgive all that. What are you going to do? You're going to stop paying your student loans. You definitely are not going to attempt to try to get ahead of it and, and pay it off because you don't want to feel like a sucker. If Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders somehow does get elected, then you will have paid that money for nothing. So people that were normally living up to their responsibilities and paying off these loans are now going to stop doing it. And the people that have paid off loans or are continuing to pay off their loans, if, if Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders were to be elected, would feel like complete suckers. Here is Elizabeth Warren promising to forgive student loans. The one who's got outstanding student loan debt can have up to $50,000 worth of student loan debt canceled out so long as their income is under $100,000, then it kind of steps in up to there's no help for anybody whose family income is above $250,000. And that's it. The debt's gone. The the debt's gone. The debt's gone. All you have to do is vote for me, and I'll give you free stuff. And by the way, while you're getting your uh, student loan debt forgiven, we'll we'll give you free health care, too. The billionaires will pay for that. One of the questions uh, in the Democrat debate this week was, uh, you know, how would you deal with Iran differently than the president? And all of them said, well, we wouldn't we wouldn't threaten any military action. We wouldn't defend our interests in the region militarily. We would negotiate. We would we would dial up our negotiations. And so we're going to stop Iran's nuclear weapons development by negotiating them to death. We will negotiate. You better watch out. You better stop that uh, that nuclear program over there, or we'll negotiate you. That's their answer. Every one of them up there on the stage. We're going to double our efforts to negotiate. Well, if you don't have any sticks, you can't have any carrots. And they're all lame and weak, and that's why the Democrats are terrible, uh, desperate to try to impeach Donald Trump and continue the smear campaign right up through this 2020 election. Hey, that takes us to the end of another week of Right Now with Jim Dawes. I want to thank you for joining us. On Monday, we'll start this whole thing over again and try to keep track so you can be fully informed. I look forward to talking to you then. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. 
Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. If you have thyroid eye disease and you can't get any shut eye because you can't shut your eyes, it might be time to discover another treatment option. To learn more, visit treatmyted.com. That's treatmyted.com.